Our lifespan is increasing, but what about our health span, the portion of our lives in which we're healthy? Extend your health span with SRW, Science Research Wellness. SRW is a nutraceutical company that curates the latest science and research to formulate supplements designed to support the structure, function, and processes within our cells that change with age. SRW's cell range line, cell 1, cell 2, and cell 3, constitute the complete cellular system range which supports the nine areas of the cell to change with age, the nine hallmarks of aging. SRW's carefully selected cutting-edge ingredients and formulations support the aging process in a way that previous generations have not had access to. Learn more about the science behind SRW, the nine hallmarks of aging, and how you can find out your biological age by going to srw.co. That's srw.co. SRW, the science of aging well. srw.co. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of all the most important stories for you uh, via your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And with me today, of course, is Layla Mutin, who is uh, my partner on our weekly Q&As with Layla. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Good. Well, unfortunately, uh, I'm at home. Uh, because I'm recovering from COVID, and uh, oh. I want to I extend a, an apology uh, to uh, my patients today, who I was supposed to see in the office, but uh, I think it's in uh, their interest and my interest that I not be in the office today. Uh, I'm, a, I'm actually doing a lot better, and that's why I elected to do the podcast, because I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little useless here today at home. Uh, all I've got mm. to console me is uh, Netflix and uh, you know World Cup soccer, uh, which <laughs> you know when the score is like zero zero or zero one, you know can be a little monotonous. Uh, so <laughs> gloomy weather and you know kind of yeah down. Um, so so let me before we get into questions, uh, let me share a little bit you know what my experience was like with COVID, uh, if you don't mm. mind. Because um, what happened was, you know, I we went to Thanksgiving. It was all good. You know, a bunch of people were there. And uh, in contradistinction to previous Thanksgivings where uh, in 2020, we weren't even invited because uh, we had not been vaccinated. I had not been yet vaccinated. And so we were considered typhoid Marys. Only people who were vaccinated right. came. And it was it was a little skeevy, frankly, you know, because it was the middle of the pandemic and, you know, people were reluctant. Yeah. And so I, it was uh, much less people. But this is actually one of the first big gatherings of our family. There must have been 30, 35 people there. And some people actually uh, didn't show because they had tested for COVID and prudently they stayed home. You know, in years past, you know, if you had a little cold or something like that, you know, you'd soldier on and, you know, you'd show up. But with COVID, you know, people are a little more conscientious. They're testing. And uh, so I felt fine. And uh, there, I did notice that there were uh, there was one child at the party who was sick. And he came because, I don't know, I guess they couldn't arrange the babysitting. And uh, he wore a mask. 
Uh, uh, well, you know, it, it's hard to get a babysitter on Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, he would have been real lonely, and they they wanted to go. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, yeah. I can't I can't blame this kid because I the incubation time for COVID uh, has got to be you know more like five days. So yeah. Thursday was Thanksgiving, and uh, on uh, Sunday I was feeling a little funky. Uh, mm-hmm. But I decided to, uh, you know, have lunch with uh, a, a relative from out of town. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt like, eh, a little under the weather. But, you know, nothing nothing serious. By the time I got home on Sunday, uh, it was like a tsunami that had, cre- you know, that you see in the distance, but you don't know how big the wave is going to be. And then it, it's upon you and it's like a, you know, a 60-foot wave. And just yeah. I just got hammered. And... I said to myself, you know, this is maybe not a cold. This might be a flu because like, hey, they're before COVID people got sick, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was suspiciously similar to the time that I got COVID in 2020. So my history is that I didn't get vaccinated until uh, a fall of 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. I got one in October. I got one in Two, two shots in October of the Pfizer. And by Christmas time, I had COVID. And, and moderately, you know, I, I won't say, you know, dangerous, life-threatening, but, you know, pretty. I was pretty hammered. You know, I was remember uh, feeling like I was looking for the next time I could take Tylenol because the body aches were really excruciating. And uh, sure. so I was pretty knocked out. Uh, this time it wasn't as severe, but, you know, I had a test kit at home and I kind of pondered, shall I test? Because, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, what's the difference? You know, because I'm right. not thinking I mean, like I, I need to go on Paxlovid or, you know, I, I don't think, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not even considering ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine because I consider myself healthy, although demographically I'm challenged. I'm 70 years old. I'm in that so-called high-risk group by definition of that, but I don't consider myself high-risk in other respects. I think I'm metabolically healthy and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no comor- comorbidities. So um, with a little trepidation, I pulled out the kit and I, I tested myself. And I said, nah, you're not going to have COVID. And sure enough, that that pink double line appeared. You know, there's the control line, the blue line, and then there's that pink line and distinctively pink Oh my line God, is it, that sounds like a pregnancy test. Blue lines. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> and what, you can't be a little bit pregnant, you can't be a little bit COVID. Right. So, uh, so to my amazement, I had COVID. So then, then I said, I got to call off my engagements this week. So I had a haircut, you know, I had, you know, patients this week. Yeah. And I said, and, and I'm, I'm going out of town next week, mm-hmm. but I actually felt really relieved that I got COVID because, you know, I'm, I'm going on this trip in December, you know, where it's cold temperatures, people are in clothes, people are on planes from all over the place. You know, they've just come back from their Thanksgiving gatherings. And, um, I, I felt like, you know, I'm bulletproof now because I, I just had it. Right. <laughs> and so the next the, time you get it, yeah, that'd be in, in two years. You know, by this schedule, because my last right, time right. was in 2020. Yeah. This was milder. So what did Good. I do? What did Good. I do? Uh, I, you know, I, I endeavored to, uh, to take advantage of the fact that you lose your appetite a little bit, and to uh, be a little bit in ketosis. You know, like a, a fast. 
And sure. uh, although I did get hungry. And there's one thing. I don't know if you ever notice. Uh, sometimes when you eat, when you're sick, you feel better. And I think what it is is that you get a little hypoglycemic when you're sick. And huh. so, you know, I I would uh, I, I went as long as I could without eating. And then I tried to eat really kind of a ketogenic diet like you know, eggs, you know, egg, eggs and, uh, you know, mushrooms kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and I, there was actually some evidence that, you know, feed a cold, starve a fever kind of thing. Um, yes, I'm not sure where I've you'd categorize that. COVID, you know, is it more like a fever or a cold? Uh, but you know, I did that to some extent, probably try to avoid excess carbs. Certainly. Um, I also, I took a, my usual supplements, but I added additional vitamin C. I took immediately 50,000 international units of vitamin D. And I took, started taking quercetin, Excellent. which is, you know, I was, had quercetin. I, had, I actually had kind of like this this reserve medicine kit. Uh, I took um, uh, something by, um, uh, I took some additional melatonin. Uh, mm -hmm. I took uh, something called CV Acute, which is from CV Sciences, which has been sitting around, you know, waiting for just this kind of opportunity. Uh, I took uh, an anti-vital, an antiviral uh, product from Vital Nutrients, one of our sponsors, uh, which mm -hmm. I, I mean, fortunately, I have a lot of things. Uh, yeah. I, I took uh, some uh, black uh, cumin, which is called nigella, Ooh. which is in. That's a good one. It's in Black for Health, which is a product that we used to advertise here. And, you know, the usual supplements I take include curcumin and, you know, lots of uh, vitamin C, uh, Empower, things like that. Yeah. So HCC. So, and, and, and fish oil, because it's actually, if you look at the frontline doctors, you know, the frontline doctors protocol for COVID, uh, yes. America's frontline doctors. Uh, America's frontline doctors, yeah. AFLD something. Very controversial because they have, they recommend ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine. Uh, and, uh, you know, but then you also talk about the plausible supplements. I pretty much hit those. Uh, melatonin's one of them. Um, mm. So, mm -hmm. it, oh, and I took a lot of uh, elderberry. I took a lot of elderberry. Elderberry is great for the flu-like symptoms, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think there's something on elderberry for COVID. I mean, for each of these things, there's a plausible. The other thing I did, I mean, I slept. I really made myself sleep. So I would, you know, sleep, you know, eight hours Good. and wake up, uh, eat breakfast and go back to sleep. And the other thing I did is I forced myself to get up and I live next to Hawaii. And I didn't work out, but I went into the steam room. And forced myself to sit there for a half hour. And, and then, sweat. And then I took like a cool shower and then I went into the sauna and I sweated. And it, Good. It, it's a little bit like a workout because I, I checked my pulse and my pulse was going like 90 or 100. Um, mm. Just sitting there. And yeah. I think there's something to that. Uh, and, and it's a little exhausting too. You know, it's, it's kind of like detox. A, a, work, a workout. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it, in effect, I did a stationary workout and a detox. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, by the way, nasal stuff, I use the clear nasal spray uh, a lot because there's a tendency sometimes to get uh, sinusitis after you get a respiratory infection. Uh, yeah. I didn't lose my taste and smell. Oh, I took zinc lozenges too. I mean, oh, I really, good. I really threw a lot of stuff at it. Uh, Great. Today, okay, so today that we record this is a Wednesday. Uh, we usually record on Tuesday. I don't. I was kind of out of it yesterday. I feel pretty good today. 
what I'm having to contend with is, uh, you know, I'm sort of a mind over matter kind of guy, like I'll push through. And mm. uh, this is not the day to do that. You know, I, I woke up feeling, oh, I'm feeling better. I think, well, maybe I'll go on the elliptical, you know, like a little gentle workout this morning. No, because I noticed even climbing stairs as I went to the, the, the sauna uh, and the steam room, uh, my legs felt kind of tired. And yeah. that's something that's going to take a few days to resolve, you know. Because uh, right. you, you want you want your your protein, your amino acids to be directed towards fueling your immune system, not repairing the micro tears in your muscles from getting on the elliptical. Exactly, you know? it, it's like you need to take it, it easy. too much work. Yeah. It's, it's 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 working hard. It's doing. The, I mean, I'm, I'm very satisfied with my body's response to this. Um, Good, but um, you know, it I it, it wasn't a picnic. But I, I'm relieved that I have now had it again. And now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm clear sailing for at least a few months. And, and probably better than the, the booster shot because I think you get more complete immunity. Look, there's no if, – if a booster shot gave you the kind of side effects that I had with COVID, nobody would take the booster <laughs> shot. But yeah. I, there may be something to that is that you get a more comprehensive – Wake up call to uh, to all aspects of your immune system. Yeah. So, you know what doesn't kill you See, makes you stronger. Sort of. You know that's that's the thing. And look, and this is with apologies to all the people out there who may have experienced COVID and may be experiencing long COVID, or may have had COVID and had very devastating side effects, or may have lost a relative to COVID. I, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to yeah. be. Um, Pollyanna-ish about this, that, that, that it's no. inconsequential. But I got to say that, um, you know, when I look at what's happening in China and oh. what they're doing in China, it is really uh, well, just a travesty. Well, demonstrating finally. It's a travesty. I know, but they are so locked down there that they, they all carry cell phones. Yeah. And in China, they can track you with cell phones. If you're even near a demonstration, they send you a text saying, please explain why you were near the demonstration. Yeah. Uh, and... They have uh, surveillance on every street corner, and they are so up the creek because, number one, uh, they have not allowed natural immunity, and number two, mm-hmm. they have crappy vaccines, uh, yes. and, they, and they're, they're going to experience a big problem, you know, whereas mm-hmm. it kind of burned through a lot of countries. Uh, and a lot of people took vaccine. And I'm not saying the vaccine is has a, has an inconsequential effect on this. Um, right. You know. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. uh, that's my my saga, and uh, I'm very happy to well, be able to be on online talking to you today because I would have I missed yes, you this yes. week in the office. Good that you're on the mend and, and that we're able, we're we're able to do this today. Yeah, that's good news, Doctor Hoffman. Great. So yeah. with that. Uh, out of the way, let's uh, allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share an important message with you, and we'll answer questions in a moment. Reduce stress and sleep better this holiday season with the Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. Their Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit includes CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. 
CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. The bundle also includes CBD Sleep, which aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. Treat yourself... Or give the gift of peaceful days and tranquil nights to your loved ones. To order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for your Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you. And now, back to our questions. But just let me mention that apropos of covid uh, I don't think that you can establish a complete bulwark against all misfortune, but you can certainly boost your likelihood of having a relatively short-term uh, uh, couple days of misery with COVID and recover completely uh, mm-hmm. if you access my special report. It's called Immunity Reset, a personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resilience for a long, healthy life. So it's not about, uh, you know, complete avoidance because uh, people tell me they've never had COVID and I feel sorry yeah. for them. And usually that is associated with a very reclusive lifestyle and, you know, mm. not a good scenario for optimal health and longevity uh, from yeah. a uh, psychosocial standpoint. So sure. you want to build resilience. Uh, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to socially yourself. isolate yourself. Because that will eventually make you sick in other ways. Yep. So just go to drhoffman.com yeah. and click on the Read yeah. drop-down menu. That's where our articles are located. And then click Immunity Reset. And you can access all that great information that I compiled uh, during the pandemic. And uh, the information that I just recently applied to myself. Uh, yes. To power through yet another <laughs> second shot at COVID. Yeah, let, you know, I think... Uh, less severe than the first, for sure. Suggesting mm-hmm. that my body is sort of, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe if my yeah. body's learning to cope with it. Although, you know, I'm not banking on it. We do well. have to live with it. Yeah. That's what we're told. Yep. So here we are. Okay. Well, we've got an email here from Roberta. Uh, Roberta says, first of all, Dr. Hoffman, thank you for all that you do and for all the great advice. For years, I've listened to your shows on WR. Now I get your newsletters. I enjoy reading the articles and listening to the podcasts. Um, Roberta says she's had some herniated discs, L2 and L3, uh, showed some arthritis, bone spurs shown on an MRI. She's had physical therapy, acupuncture. It's helped tremendously with her recovery. Roberta is 70. She has low thyroid, was a very active former runner, gardened a lot, very good diet. Roberta says, I'd like to know why my energy levels are lower. For example, I had to stop twice today while walking up a ramp to our library. My leg muscles just couldn't handle it. I know it involves nerves and oxygen levels to the muscles, but would you explain this more clearly, please? I'm sure the information will help others too. Yeah, I, you know, I think that um, it's it's hard to 
I mean, it's possible to generalize, but also we kind of want to be specific. We don't want to miss anything. So, you know, if you have difficulty walking up an incline and you have fatigue in your leg muscles, you know, the two most serious problems that could uh, result result in that are heart-related, uh, particularly valvular problems, which tend to, uh, they're sort of, they're, they're, they close off the outlets to the heart uh, gradually. And then quickly, I think to, you know, mm-hmm. to paraphrase the expression, you know, he went bankrupt slowly and then quickly. I think that that was written by Hemingway or F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm not sure which author. Uh, uh-huh. That's the same thing with valvular abnormalities is that they sort of slowly catch up on you. And then all of a sudden you, you get a critical stenosis and then you have difficulty. Uh, usually it's breathlessness, not uh, discomfort in the legs. And then the other condition is claudication or PAD, peripheral yeah. arterial disease, where you do have leg fatigue. Uh, in hmm. this healthy person, I think that's less likely. She's a non-smoker. She's an athlete. So I doubt she has peripheral arterial disease. Usually occurs more in smokers and diabetics and people in bad shape. She, she does say she does say that she has low thyroid. Is it possible she's not on the right dose of Th- thyroid? Thank you. That's, that's a good possibility here too. Yes. Is that it's not uh, you know, thyroid is sort of the energy regulator of the body, and she may be uh, underdosed, which is common, especially as people yes. age. I think they get shortchanged by their doctors because their doctors are afraid that they can uh, precipitate atrial fibrillation. Too much thyroid can make the heart palpitate. So, yeah. you know, that should be looked at. Um, she does mention herniations. Is that correct? Herniations. Yeah, she's like, had herniated discs, L two right. and L three. So she may have. Sp- had- she may simply have the the most logical explanation is she has some spinal stenosis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's real common. It's almost universal uh, that yeah. we all, to some uh, degree or another, develop some narrowing of the spinal column. Mm-hmm. But particularly if there's arthritis or uh, herniation, that's a mm-hmm. sign of uh, degenerative joint disease. Oh, there's another goal by uh, Argentina. I'm watching. Uh, you know, while I'm broadcasting. I'm oh, you're multitasking. I'm multitasking. <laughs> Two nothing Argentina versus Poland. Well, they were going to win anyway. Argentina never loses in the first round. Anyway, um, so it could be that she has, um, uh, you know, spinal stenosis. And so yeah. the, the best person to assess that would be uh, an orthopedist or a neurologist. You know, mm-hmm. just, but mm-hmm. that's, I think, is a presumptive diagnosis. And I don't think anything more serious than that is happening. But the, definitely yeah. thyroid should be checked out. And then, you know, there's there's just that simple aging process itself. And, you know, people mm-hmm. get more tired. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, disease states make you more tired. You know, so, for example, I right now, if I had to uh, do what I usually do, my usual workout, because my workouts are, you know, pretty much set. You know, I have, you know, a few specific goals, you know, like I'll run three miles or I'll swim, yeah. uh, you know, 2,000 yards. Uh, somebody said, okay, do do best you can in the pool. Uh, I bet you I would be about one quarter and then I would just be gassed because mm. I've just been sick. So any inflammation, any disease, any condition can sap Inc- you of strength and endurance. Yeah, anything. Yeah. And it could be, you know, an infection. It could be, you know, an inflammatory disorder, anything. It just right. it just affects your muscle performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Roberta, we hope you feel better soon. All right. Okay. Oh, we've got an interesting note here. Uh, Bonnie sends us an email. Dr. Hoffman, do you remember we, we had uh, uh, we had uh, somebody email, listener email us, telling us that chronic nasal polyps and things like that. And you were talking about how you helped treat a patient many, many years ago, a young man who had chronic polyps. You put him on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. The prevalence of the polyps really, really diminished a lot because he was having a lot of surgeries. Bonnie writes us about this information that she had received from a Dr. Leon Nyman. He's an allergy immunology specialist in, in Ohio. And he educates all of his patients about natokinase. Apparently, that, you know, with, with swelling, chronic inflammation, there can be an overgrowth of the mucous membrane. And the result yep. is often polyps or polypoidal changes in the nose, sinuses. There has been recent, however, unpublished research using natokinase mm -hmm. that has shown redu reduction or at least partial reduction of polyps or the polypoidal tissue in the nose. Mm -hmm. And a suggested treatment might include a combination of reducing the swelling with steroids and treatment with natokinase. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this, these are interesting compounds because natokinase is really in the news around long COVID. And mm -hmm. I just wrote an article about long COVID that, you know, some of you should have gotten in your in your uh, inbox if you subscribe to our newsletter. If you haven't, just go to drhoffman.com and subscribe to our newsletter. It's free and we won't pester you. Uh, we'll just send you interesting content every week. Um, and, and you, by the way, also are a contributor to the newsletter. So uh, you'll mm -hmm. also see Layla's articles, which are very relevant. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's some buzz around natokinase for long COVID because it appears that natokinase can inhibit the spike protein of COVID. Okay, well, all right. So, but presumably people who have chronic polyps don't have spike protein. They just have swelling. Yeah. But yes. this is sort of based on this idea that proteolytic enzymes are, have an anti-swelling effect. And yes. I can also think of another product that is the, um, uh, you know, proteolytic enzymes, uh, Wobenzyme. Mm -hmm. wo uh, Wobenzyme, bromelain, even yeah, maybe bromelain. even on its own. But it's these good, are all, yeah. It's good that I remember that because I'm testing my cognitive abilities and they don't seem to be too much impaired. <laughs> They're only... The usual impairment, you know, not more than the usual impairment. <laughs> Memory is, you know, a little bit uh -oh. dimming, but but it's not uh -oh. worse than usual. So, right. uh, yeah, so those are, are actually interesting because there's another type called uh, seropeptase. And seropeptase has been looked at also yes. in COVID in some small studies. And it it is a... Uh, it has a synergy with steroids, like in, like nasal spray, steroid nasal spray, and with antibiotics. Because what happens is when you have swollen tissue that's injured and in, inflamed, uh, the circulation is impaired to that tissue. And there's something about the natokinase or the wobenzyme or the serapeptidase that can uh, help to promote the uptake of antibiotics and steroids deep into the tissue where they need to do their work. 
Uh, This is some tentative work. I don't know if it's been that well established, but it's a trick that's employed by a lot of naturopaths and some progressive ear, nose, and throat doctors. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a plausible adjunct to therapy. Uh, So, yeah, I I think that that's a good point. Right, right. And uh, uh, apparently it's also recommended when you fly because on an airplane, all that recirculated air, and, you know, people will have a tendency to catch a cold or whatever uh, uh, because of all that recirculated air. It could be helpful that way as well. Right. I mean, Bonnie, thank you for this great information. Right. A multitude of uses. And, yeah. you know, we, I, we have to keep our eye on this long COVID story because I kind of yeah. follow the long COVID community on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very... Um, uh, they're very um, frightened people because they are worried that if they catch COVID again, that it's going to push precipitate a, a serious decline, which is unclear. It might, but uh, they also share their experiences. And according to polls of these long COVID patients, among the things that they think helps the most is natokinase for one oh, reason wow. or another. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, it's certainly, it's a circulatory enhancer, you know, it uh, may have a pro- anti-inflammatory, uh, right, yeah. a, a fibrinolytic effect, and, and a thought is that some of those symptoms yes. of long COVID are due to um, uh, fibrin deposition or uh, microclots that promote uh, uh, circulatory impairment in the heart, mm-hmm. in the brain, you know, in the, to the limbs and the lungs, and that this is something that might be helpful, you know. It's, I think it's all uh, speculative, and you'll read about it in my article in this week's newsletter. Okay, uh, that's all the time we have for part one. Give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two, because we went a little long on my <laughs> COVID predicament. What can my son do about chronic idiopathic urticaria? All right. Uh, idiopathic means, uh, you know, we know that you're sick. But we're idiots, and we can't figure out why. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Right. So that's a, that. Any any condition that is idiopathic when those conditions yeah. apply. Okay. Um, so that's uh, all for part one. Please join us for part two as we resume our weekly Q and A with Layla. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman.